Hi, and welcome to CWS Lancaster's podcast series, Seeking Welcome. My name is Keegan France, a refugee community organizer intern, and I'm excited to introduce our host, T. Buck Walter, our community engagement intern. T. is an English major with a journalism minor at Millersville University who is passionate about telling stories of our local community. As you may know, the BBC has stated that Lancaster, Pennsylvania is the refugee capital of the United States. Crazy, right? We'll hear from local voices about how refugees, immigrants, and asylum seekers are what make up the fabric of our community. Thanks for joining us today. Every year, families and individuals arrive in Lancaster from around the world. In many cases, these immigrants, refugees, and asylum seekers have been displaced from countries that have been home to their families and cultures for generations. As we continue to welcome new arrivals who are rebuilding their lives in what begins as an unfamiliar place, those who joined our community decades ago have demonstrated what it looks like to plant new roots in Lancaster. In this episode, you'll hear from two individuals who were born in the United States, who are the children of parents who immigrated from other countries. Asia Fom and Leslie Guerrero are two people I had the pleasure of growing up with in Lancaster. Asia is a 23-year-old graduate of Virginia Commonwealth University, working as a digital associate for Strategic Communications Group. Her father came to Lancaster from Vietnam in 1975. Leslie is a 23-year-old who holds a business administration associate's degree from Harrisburg Area Community College. Currently, she works as a teller at a local bank. Her parents came to the United States from Ecuador in the 1980s and moved from New York City to Lancaster in the early 2000s. I caught up with Asia at her home in Washington, D.C. via FaceTime and sat down with Leslie a few days later to discuss their perspectives on growing up in Lancaster. But first, I asked each of them to talk a little bit about themselves. My name is Leslie Guerrero. I'm 23 years old. They would best describe me as outgoing, that I'm passionate, and I am also a little bit shy. I'm definitely creative. Um, I always find outlets to draw, paint, sew, get my mind moving in a way that isn't like STEM. That's <laughs> never been a strong suit for me. I also feel like I'm dedicated and hardworking. Um, once I set my mind to something, I'm going to do it no matter what. And I also feel like my friends would say I'm super curious. I'm always out in the world wanting to learn what's going on. And one answer just isn't good enough for me. I need to know every perspective. I think that kind of sums me up. Before we could talk about Leslie's experience growing up in Lancaster, she wanted to explain how her father came to be in the United States. So I'm going to tell you guys a story about my dad. Um, first off, we're Ecuadorian. At the age of 25, my father came to this country and he crossed the border illegally. In Ecuador, these countries down there are very poor, so... It was hard for them to get visas to come to America. Mm -hmm. So he tried like three times to get a visa to the United States and it just got declined. Like they just keep declining these visas. So he got a one-way ticket to the city of Mexico. So I'm going to show you. So Mexico City. So from Ecuador... Mm -hmm to Mexico City, and then Mexico City 
to Tijuana, which is right on the border there that's super close to um, San Diego in California. Once he made it to Tijuana, there's coyotes out there that will help people cross the border, but you got to pay them. So my dad paid this coyote $2,000 to help him cross the border and to get him a one-way ticket to Newark, New Jersey. And then from there, he got picked up by his aunt to go to New York. And he told me, like, when he got there to the airport, he he cried. He was like, he made it. The, the people won't get him anymore, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And take him back to Ecuador. So that was his experience of crossing the border And he crossed the border at night, and he said it was very dangerous. He was very scared. And I can't even imagine that. That had to be, like, super crazy. So I'm very uh, fortunate to be in this country. Thanks to the journey made by Leslie's father, she and her family eventually ended up in Lancaster. But for both Asia and Leslie, growing up here wasn't always easy. So to be quite frank, when I was leaving Lancaster at 18, um, I hated that place. I did not want to be anywhere in Pennsylvania. I wanted to essentially escape. And I think it was just like the people that I was around, the situations I got myself into. And like, I felt like I just needed to get out of there. Lancaster just wasn't for me at the time. So my first impression of Lancaster was, where am I at? This was just a whole different world to me. Coming from like city life to like, a not so city life because we moved to the suburbs. I was so shocked. I was like, where am I? When am I gonna go back home? Because at the time I didn't even know we were moving here. So I was just in a whole culture sh- cultural shock when I went to school here. Coming from a very diverse city in New York and going to a very diverse school in New York, to then coming to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I went to ER Martin and it's part of the school district of Lancaster, but a lot of the people there were white. The majority the majority was white in that school. So I was like, whoa. I was like, where are all these people of color at? With time, Leslie and Asia felt their perspectives begin to change. Now, as I'm 23 and like I've been back periodically and I grew up, I think a lot of my resentment towards Lancaster is just kind of gone. <laughs> like, it's just so unique. Like, I've never been in a place, even from Richmond or D.C. or anywhere in between, that has, like, the large Hispanic population that we have. Having, like, a city-like atmosphere and then you drive anywhere, it's farmland and Amish people. So I think it's just, like, it's super unique, and I think I grew to love it. Um Every time I come back now, there's something new. Over time, it definitely feels like home now. With knowing so little, too, when I was younger, I didn't know Lancaster. But now that I'm a whole adult here, I know a lot of Lancaster. And this place is diverse. And there is a lot of people of color here. Very much like New York. I just remember growing up in like the SCOL and every teacher, every mentor, every adult would be like, you will never get this experience anywhere else. Mm -hmm. 
And that has transcended through my entire young adulthood. How do you describe your hometown? Well, uh, (laughs) I don't really know how to say that, but I think Lancaster has definitely offered a lot of um, things that other people just didn't have. Like, um, some people only strictly grew up in suburbs or only strictly grew up in the city, and I think we have a really close connection to the two if that makes sense and I think we were able to see a lot at a young age more like I don't think Lancaster for how we grew up and in the city school that we went to like I don't think there was a lot of protection in terms of like um there was just a lot of transparency between we knew the situation that we were growing up in Mm -hmm. and yeah like we we didn't pretend to be like yeah I'm super rich and I have everything's all good it's just like we knew, like, we knew what people were going through, and I think the honesty and transparency that this city, I for me, showed was, like, awesome. While Lancaster has many unique cultural features, the main draw for Leslie's family to move here was its practicality. We lived in a small one-bedroom apartment in New York. That was actually my dad's first time leaving like because he used to live with like roommates and with his sister and it was just so many people in another apartment that was so small that when he brought my mom over to America he got this really small apartment that he can afford well try to afford from paycheck to paycheck. It was so tiny, but it was so homey. It would be um, my mom's bed and then a bunk bed for me and my brother. Like over mm-hmm. time when we would grow up, it, there was a bunk bed for me and my brother. So it would be the parents, my parents, and the kids, me and my brother, in, sleeping in this room because it was just a one-bedroom apartment. My dad just saved up so much money or try to save up money to just get us out of there. That small little apart one bedroom apartment was $1200 a month, right. which was insane. Like that's not even utilities included. Right. So we found out about Lancaster, Pennsylvania through my mom's cousin and that's when the house searching became began over here and that's when we purchased this first home. For Leslie's family, the cost of housing provided a viable alternative to the high prices in New York. But with Lancaster rapidly changing and scarce affordable housing available, Asia, like many who have grown up in Lancaster, observe how shifting dynamics have affected residents. People need to actively want to be involved um, with each other in the city and it not being so segregated. And I think Lancaster, honestly, they're working on it. I definitely think they're working on it. Um, I think it's kind of hard when we have a lot of people coming into the area and, like, essentially gentrifying it that aren't necessarily a part of the community or, they or like, the city community because it's not like people are doing this on the outskirts of the city. Um, and I think even that would be not necessarily better, but I think it, would, it just wouldn't take away from the people who are from the city and don't necessarily have the access or the resources to want to build up the city in a way that is um, conducive to their culture and their environment, if that makes sense. I mean, a lot of people are coming together to fight, like, 
socially and politically and um I think that's amazing I also think like even small little like community cleanups or like um wanting people to um, get people to donate and come to park because it's giving people a chance to learn about each other even something that is on, on a lighter scale even having the market I think is such in a community mm-hmm. event because you're getting people from all over um the Amish people Hispanic people Asian people like all a chance to showcase um their culture through like food and I think that is like the number one way to strengthen a community the capacity for people to share in community and to organize for racial and economic justice has direct ties to the ability of immigrants, refugees, and asylum seekers to find a home, both literally and figuratively, in Lancaster. Asia talks about what she wishes people knew about these populations in our area. I really wish people knew how resilient and intelligent immigrants actually are. They face so much of just trying to get into America, and it's not easy. And like, I know probably as kids, even in high school, like a lot of people would like make fun of that, um, which was really interesting because we come from a place that a lot of people are bilingual and people were still making fun of other people who weren't like, I guess, speaking Spanish or English, um, which I just always found that particularly odd. But regardless of that, um, how smart and resilient these people are because they're probably coming from war, like my dad, or they're just like, no, actually, literally war. Um, I think to even pick up your life and just move across the world or even move a few countries up, it's just, like, insane. And, like, the way that these people are able to figure out how America works without any solid foundation of how... um, uh, what America really even is besides it's the land of the free and like how do you get like immigrants are buying houses and they can barely even speak English like and I think that is amazing like I still don't even know how my family was able to do this because none of them spoke English and getting kids into education and like it's just amazing that they're able to do this and not even know like culturally or like socially what is acceptable in America but I think that it makes it better they're just about family first and I'm going to do whatever I need to do to provide for my family and I I love that so much Leslie uses her dad as an example he would share with like eight plus people Mm -hmm. in just a little apartment just trying to make ends meet and to work and to have an income, to pay bills, and just, um, you know, make money so they can send money to their families in Ecuador. That's what, that was what his vision was. Um, He came to America to do that. He came to America to work and to have a better life, but more so to take care of his parents in Ecuador so he would live um, and sacrifice his life to be here in this country, to work hard, and to send money down there to Mm -hmm. his parents. She goes on to describe how her father was able to get his residency. I do believe that immigrants are the most hardworking people mm-hmm. in this country, like 100,000%. Mm-hmm. I believe that so much. There was a law going on 
about um, undocumented immigrants gaining a, a residence card. Mm-hmm. So when he heard about that, if you worked in a farm, you can gain a, a fast access. So he heard about Florida needing people to work in these farms. He went down to Florida for two months to work in this farm to pick um, oranges and fruits and stuff like that. So he did that for two months. And while he was doing that down there, he applied for the residence card down in Florida. And once he once he got back to New York after those two months were over from working in the farm, he got uh, approved for a residence mm-hmm. car. I think like within Lancaster, I want us to respect refugees a lot more because yes, they're resilient and they're smart, but I think like, as a community, they offer they offer us so much more than I think what we can offer them. They offer us culture. They offer us perspective. Um, they give us a lot of lessons. Like when you just talk to these um, people and like what they've gone through. And like I remember talking to someone. Uh, we have a huge Nepali um, like refuge in Lancaster. And like I remember talking to someone. They're like, yeah, I was just there, and my whole house just collapsed because of. Um, the earthquake, they had a lot of earthquakes there. And they're just like, yeah, like, I, we just didn't know what to do. We didn't have anything. We had to leave. We just had to go. And they just came here. And I'm just like, I just learned a lot from a lot of the immigrants there, even within my own community, but just anybody. Even people, like, although Lancaster has a huge, like, Puerto Rican community, still leaving there and coming here is just, like, insane because it's nowhere near the same. That's in the realm of me looking at it as a person who always wants to learn more, who's always curious, who's always trying to be understanding and empathetic to other people. And, like, I want these people to feel safe and at home in a community, and that's what I think a community needs to be. And if someone is willing to come and join us and and want to work, want their kids to go to school and want to just survive like I think that's just enough um and I think that just that would make our community more well-rounded it would open up everyone's perspective um a lot more and like make this small city seem a lot larger another big thanks to the guests on this episode Leslie Guerrero and Asia Fong I would say take the chance stay curious and if your intentions are pure it's going to come back to you tenfold. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Like what you heard? We encourage you to continue the conversation and share the episode with a friend or family member. Want to learn more? Keep in touch on Facebook and Instagram at CWS Lancaster and on our website, www.cwslancaster.org. The work of CWS Lancaster is made possible by listeners like you. Donate, advocate, volunteer, and be a part of the welcome. Thank you to Joel McKechie for his musical genius, our team at CWS Lancaster, and the incredible community members who have shared their stories with us. Join us next time on CWS Lancaster's podcast series, Seeking Welcome.